Called upon here from Sharp and Smart, who's rallying, so is Campionessa. And behind them, Mully Stone's running on. Legato and Campionessa, the two mares go to war. Legato just in front from Campionessa. At her first start over ground, she's won. What else would you expect, Legato? Legato beat Campionessa. Yeah, we know she's a beauty. She's already won a Group 1 in Australia, Australian Guineas, but she's 13 starts for nine wins, one second, one third by Prazier, of course. And Ken Kelso is with us. Good morning. Morning, Steve. I don't think you had any real doubt about the 2000, her getting it? No, not really. But as I said, you never really know until you, you, you try. But uh, just the way her racing pattern and the way she works at home, I sort of, uh, you know, always thought that that would be her, her go in the future. And you said there's steeplechases in the family somewhere. Yeah, she's got a half-brother that actually won a couple of steeplechases, so... Uh, Little bit of stamina there, but her half sister by Burgundy down south won an 1100 metre race on the same day, so the mare's pretty versatile. That ride was just 10 out of 10, wasn't it, by Ryan Elliott? Yeah, it was really a very good ride. He, um, I said the only instructions were to get off the fence somewhere, and he got off quite early. Um, thought he went a perfection too soon, but uh, he sort of I uh, wanted to sort of put the pressure on the others and uh, and no, it was a real 10 out of 10 ride. And she was holding them on the line, wasn't she? Yeah, it was quite soft on her over the last 50, really. Sort of sat up in the last little bit. So, no, it was um, a good ride and uh, it's won very nicely. That's third up now. Where's the fourth up run, run going to be? Bone Crusher at Ellerslie in a month's time. 2,000 metre weight for age, uh, Group 1. Um, so she leads in the points. We got a quite a very good um, bonus, $500,000 bonus for the most points. We had to run in the uh, either the Thornton Mile, the Tierra Classic, and then into the um, Herbie Dyke and then the Bone Crusher and the one with the most points. Over that series, where she leads now with about 20 and a half, so uh, it's half a million dollar bonus, so it's quite attractive to, to go to the um, the bone crusher. So she'd only need to place to get the money in that? Uh, yes, probably, I think. Look, I haven't worked out the points. So I think uh, Camping S is on her way to Australia, so um, and probably I think the only one that probably has a chance to beat us would be one cool cat who run third on Saturday. And the weather's been pretty good, but if we get rain, it doesn't bother her, does it? She loves it, sting out of the ground as well. And she doesn't mind it, I wouldn't say. She didn't appreciate that track at Owsley that night when she got beat by Desert Lightning. Um, but that was a bit of a shifty track. I wouldn't say it was a wet track. It was a very false ground, I think, was probably how you describe it. So, uh, no, she doesn't mind a bit of course She went on a soft date, I think, at Matamata and the Matamata Cup. So... Uh, no, if we got a bit of rain, certainly wouldn't sort of hinder her too much. All right. You're planning Australian Cup after? That's the plan. We'll get through the um, bone crusher um, and then three weeks to the Australian Cup. That's the plan. And a jockey for Australian Cup? Hasn't been decided yet. And then will she rest after that? Yeah, she probably will. We've got no intention of going to Sydney. Um, Sydney's can be quite wet in the autumn. She would have had quite a season by then. She would have, had, you know, been up for quite a while. So uh, that'll probably cause dumps after 
after the Australian Cup. If she wins the Australian Cup, she'll be in the market for a race like the Cox Plate during the spring. Uh, yeah, that's sort of in the back of your mind, whether or not she's a Cox Plate type of horse. Um, I don't know, but it's uh, certainly in the back of our mind as, as a five-year-old. And there's big mile races, of course, as well, isn't there? Yeah, whether she's sharp enough for an Aussie mile, I don't know now. Um, uh, she certainly probably would be a New Zealand fresh, but whether or not she's sort of sharp enough for an Australian mile now, I'm not quite sure. But uh, I think on the fresh side, she'll still go a good mile. What about 2,400 during the spring? Um, yeah, well, my track rider got off from the other day when he worked her and said she'll go further than 2,000 metres, so... Uh, yeah, no, she we got a lot of, you know, a lot of water under the bridge, Steve, before then. Absolutely. So we'll concentrate on the bone crusher and see if we can get this bonus of half a mil and, and another Group 1 and then Australian Cup and then we'll see what happens. How many Group 1s is that total for her now? Three. 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 So yeah. two New Zealand, one Australia. Yep. Yeah. What about this this youngster that generated such a massive impression? You told us that you had a big opinion of her before the race, and she just came out and spanked her rivals, Alabama, last last Wednesday on your home track, and the time was extraordinary. Near track record time on debut for a two-year-old, 1,100 metres. Tell us you know, what you think of her. How, how exciting is she, Alabama, lass? Yeah, well, she's shown a little bit at the track. Um, the work was good. I um, thought she'd go good fresh and um, first up. Her trials were very good. I mean, her trial at Taupo was good and then her trial at uh, Matamata was good and then her trial at Tauranga. We spelled her after the trial at Matamata, which she won. Thought she needed a bit of time and then she came back and then she won, and won her trial at Tauranga quite impressively. Uh, and looking back, um, her first trial at Matamata, actually, the horse of marshes that won the uh, crack a million was actually in the trial. Velocious. So, uh, was in the trial. So, uh, you know, I was expecting a good run, but uh, didn't expect it to win like that, obviously. Yeah, but just the time. You know, that record stood for a hell of a long time, and she probably could have tested it. Yeah, I think it was an open class uh, race, too. That uh, They don't run many 1,100-metre races at Matamata, obviously, but... Uh, I think we look back and it was an open-class sprinter that had set the record. So, you know, she's quite excited. Yeah. She'll go to the Metamata Breeders and, um, on the 24th. Of this month, OK. And then uh, pull up stumps with her or keep her going? No, it depends how she gets through it. I mean, there's, a, I think, a couple of weeks after that's a group one to a metre than Ellerslie. So, but it all depends on how she gets through the Metamata Breeders. Um, yeah, she's still still a bit immature, and she's definitely going to get better with age. But uh, she's quite exciting. Yeah, who rode her there last week? Sam Spratt. All right. Will she be on again in mm. that next run? Yeah, she's confirmed for the Madam Madam. I bet she is. I wouldn't be getting off. And we've always keen to have a Madam Madam Breeder Stakes runner. Um, one of the owners is a um, was past president of the club, and that was his dream to have a runner. So. All going well, he will have. Um, and it's a race that we've always looked to one, two. He's run second. Best we've done is run second with bounding. Uh, she got beat in the Matamata Breeders. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to have a runner. And uh, it's the flagship race of the Matamata Racing Club. So it'd be nice to have a runner. 120,000. So good buying there, too, Ken. 
Yeah, it was compared with what they made now. I see Waterhouse and Rod paid uh, three fifty for a filly yesterday at um, Riverside. So uh, yeah, good buy. Yeah, I bet the phone's been ringing with people trying to buy her, Aussie owners, or uh, Aussie, Aussie, yeah. Yeah, no, we've had a, we've had one or two um, interests, but the owners are quite keen to retain her. They're all sort of a group of, you know. Um, Older people that uh, just want to enjoy a good horse, you know. So, mm. um, unfortunately, one of the owners that originally, when I bought her, he has died since about six months ago. Oh, really? Was, yeah, one of our old owners, Murray Dunn, he had the TAB in Mount Monganui for years and was well known in the racing game. And uh, unfortunately, Murray passed away six months ago, so his widow has taken over the. Um, the share and her son, so um, you know they're sort of keen to sort of carry on and race her, which is mm. what it's all about. Money's not everything, Steve, no, is it? They're very course. emotional for them every time she wins. Then, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think of our maze case. It's always the measuring stick when we think New Zealand juveniles. Um, we're looking for another really special one. Maybe this is it. We'll wait and see. Well, she, you know, she won't make it to Aussie as a juvenile. She's. Um, Probably a little bit immature for that, but she knows she's going to definitely make a nice three-year-old. We'll go out with the closing stages of Alabama last. Thanks for that, Ken. Pretty Steve. Thanks, mate. Ken Kelso joining us this morning. And behind them, Winsong and further away, Zalesniak. But at the 150, Alabama Lass, she is off and gone here. Alabama Lass and Sam Spratt will make a very impressive winning debut. Has absolutely bolted in. Renovations will be second, third. Sure did. Alabama Lass started about 2.40 there last Wednesday by Alabama Express from a mare called Tabliope, T-A-B-L-I-O. P-E. And let me just have a look to see what her record was. She raced. She's 15 now. 24 starts for two race wins. The dam.